Hello, my name is Brandi Walker. Welcome to Throwing Light. This is episode 56, What You Believe, part five, survival mode. So, um, this episode will come out on Tuesday, July 2nd, and if you're listening on that day, then there was a total solar eclipse at 3.16 a.m. Eastern Time, which we wouldn't see if we, for those of us living on this side of the world, on the, in the Northern Hemisphere, but if you live in the Southern Hemisphere, um, I hope you saw it, and I hope it was really amazing. Definitely recommend checking out Channy Nicholas's words and wisdom on eclipses, on astrology. It's very grounded. It's very true. She says that eclipse season is about... Um, like things opening and closing, endings and beginnings. And it feels very true for me right now. I have said a couple of times to friends, like just the things that I'm going through right now, it feels like I'm getting like a whole new life. <laughs> like we're about to move to a new place. I just graduated from grad school and I now have a job as a therapist um, about to have a third child in September. And so it's very like like the life that I had even two months ago looks very different than the one I have now and the one I'll have in three months. Um, so it is for me, it feels like a like a time of of transition, of lots of transitions. And at times that can feel really rocky. And so I have been struggling with kind of uh, shifting gears into survival mode during this time in my life, especially as I move. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit about more about that in a second, about the meanings we, we make of things and specifically what moving has meant to me and what I'm realizing. I mentioned in the last episode that I'll be doing a workshop in August on healing generational trauma. So um, I had a friend who's not super into like the spiritual stuff that I'm into say that she didn't know what that means. And so it occurred to me that maybe I should explain a little bit about what I mean when I say generational trauma. So I think that it's something we all have. It's that like that drive for us not to become our moms <laughs> or our dads, it can be really intense and serious. It can be like an abuse cycle. So an abused child who grows up to become an abuser or like a 
just a child who wasn't taught how to attach, who has what we would call in psychology like an insecure attachment uh, because of neglect or because of their parents not having the resources to take care of them and make sure that they were bonded to them. So when that child grows up, they don't know how to attach or connect with their children. But I think it has to do with like also there's like systemic injustice of like the atrocities that our ancestors went through um, affect us today. You know, whether your great-grandparents were um, survivors or not survivors of the Holocaust, whether you're, um, you have people in your family down the line who endured slavery, everybody has it. And I think that we don't talk about it enough. And I think that, um, like, I'm not, this workshop is not going to cure everything. <laughs> like, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm free <laughs> from generational trauma. But what it will do is help you become aware of some stuff that you might have in your own family line and things that you might want to work on deeper and give you some tools, some really practical tools to like work on that now and potentially tools that you can share with your kids, like especially if they're older, to help break those cycles. And um, so that's what it'll be about. And uh, if that sounds like something that you're interested in, I would love to have you join us. Okay, so survival mode. I've lived in this home for the past four years, which is the longest I've ever lived anywhere in my adult life. Before that, I probably, I did the math at one point, but I mean, in 15 years, I easily had 15 different homes, right? So I pretty much moved at least once a year. And often with the army stuff, like uh, there were a couple times where I moved like every six months for a while. And the last time I moved to a different state, it was really, I was really excited. I was coming back to what felt like home and what had felt like home, um, moving away from Fort Bragg, where I didn't want to be. And I was having a really hard time with it. And what I realized is, I don't know if I would call it PTSD, but there was some definite stuff. Like when I thought about moving was traumatic for me. It felt really emotional. Um, When I moved the time before that, which had just been like literally like five months before that, because it's a long story and I won't get into it, all of it, but because of a deployment and having to go back home and da-da-da-da-da, I remember binging on um, the Vampire Diaries. (laughs) (laughs) And as I packed and just feeling, and Jermaine wasn't there, he was still deployed and just feeling really, really, really depressed. And I had just dropped out of seminary and I didn't know, like, I just felt very lost. Um, So I, I don't drink anymore, as you know, if you've listened to previous podcasts, but 
at the time I did. And so I drank a lot of red wine and watched a lot of Vampire Diaries. And I got through it. I mean, it wasn't, uh, wasn't ideal, <laughs> but, um, but I, I got through it. And then five months later, he got stationed here in the D.C. metro area. And so we had to move back. And I was thrilled, but I was so tired of moving. And um, moving is notoriously expensive and all of that. So um, what I have realized is that moves, especially more than like what else I'm going through, like transitioning into a new job, having a baby, um, moving kicks me into survival mode faster <laughs> than, um, than anything. And what I mean by survival mode, so all, I want to say beings, animals, people have a bite, flight, or freeze mechanism in their brain. So if they are in imminent danger they click into what you could call survival mode. Um, they don't need to eat. <laughs> they don't need to all um, just physiologically, you empty your bladder. You like if it's really intense, like um, you're running from a predator, um, you may have bladder control issues. Your body's not digesting food. Everything is just like the bare minimum, what you need to survive. And all animals, people are designed to kind of have that moment. And then once the danger is gone, once you have overcome whatever it is you are fleeing or fighting or frozen from, um, then your body goes back to normal and digestion resumes, like breathing, you know, gets normal, blood pressure goes down. Like, that's kind of the way the system is supposed to work. So the issue is we have become, we have, like, evolved <laughs> too fast for our brain, uh, humans, I mean. So we are being kicked into survival mode by, like, a ominous email from our boss or a phone call from our mother-in-law or sitting in traffic and having the jerk in front of you cut you off <laughs> or moving or whatever it is for you. And what happens is we don't turn it off. We stay in that state. And so we're constant. We're in this constant state of vigilance, of fear. And I talked about what Amanda Flacker talked about. When we get triggered, essentially, it's that feeling that we're not safe, Right. Um, I mentioned that in last week's podcast. Um, but essentially, that's what it is. We feel like I'm not safe. I'm not safe. I need to be hyper alert. We were never meant to live in that state. Um, that's what like on a like, you know, that's what panic attacks are. That's what anxiety on an intense level is. It's that constant state. And it's really bad for your health. <laughs> There's a book counter to what I just said uh, called, I think, The Upside of Stress, which I think I, d I did a whole podcast on it. It's Kelly McGonigal, and it's brilliant. Essentially, stress is only bad for you if you think it's bad for you. So if you can think of it as a challenge, if you can assign meaning to it, right? So like, 
I'm stressed out about X, but X means deeper meaning in my life. X means that my kids have a better school or X means that I get to go to this place I want to go to. Whatever it is, it's the feeling like, and it all goes back to belief, right? Like, this is why I'm doing this series. But if you believe that it's bad for you, it's bad for you. And if you, like we talked about in last week's episode, um, if you can use, if when you notice that you're triggered, if you can go inward, if you can pause, if you can come to a place where you can remind yourself that you're safe, then you can break that cycle and get out of survival mode. And I say all this because I have been having a really hard time. I've been essentially living in survival mode, <laughs> not on and off. Um, I keep like, I feel like I get back out and then like something kicks and I'm like a hot mess again. Um, and if you follow me on Instagram, you've heard I've shared some of that. Um, usually don't share it while it's going on. Um, so I'm not going to like come on <laughs> to stories like in tears. But afterwards, after I've had a chance to reflect, I'll be like, you know, that was a really hard day. And a lot of it was in my head. Like it wasn't like like nothing about my circumstances have changed. But the meaning that I was assigning to those circumstances in that moment made me feel incredibly overwhelmed. And for me, what the the big the big red hot stress besides the time limit of having to move in two weeks and feeling like I'm not prepared is money. And um, I don't know if I've talked about this. I talked a little bit. I did an episode a few months ago called um, Broke and Optimistic, and things were really a little bit dire <laughs> at the time. Now we're at an interesting place where in six months, I feel pretty confident that as long as I'm on this path that I'm on right now, we will have enough money to pay our bills, to start paying off our student loan debt, and to to get ahead, to save some money, you know, to do the things we want. It will feel, we will feel abundant, and we will be able to live at least somewhat comfortably and generously, which is a big value of me and Jermaine to be able to live generously. But right now we're not there. I get paid. Basically, it's it's similar to private practice, but it takes a while when you first start to get paid. And, and I haven't gotten paid really yet. And um, so we're still trying to manage on one paycheck. And we have the added expenses of the move and um, actually just recently chose, opted not only for the financial piece, but I have decided I think I'm not going to do a home birth because there was an expense that I didn't factor in and and we just don't, we don't even have it in credit. <laughs> like, um I, I just don't want to add that to my plate right now, and I don't have the bandwidth, I think, to have a home birth. When I had a home birth um, in 2011, I, I was basically doing my own thing. I was starting Brandy Glows Up, 
but I was home and I had the bandwidth to do the research and prepare and all of that stuff. So I don't have that this time and that's okay. But I'm having to make those choices based in large part because of our financial situation and I feel frustrated because we are for the first time since we've been married a two-income household but because I haven't received a paycheck yet really um, it doesn't feel like it and it still feels really tight and then once I do start to receive a paycheck then I'm going to be on maternity leave without pay for six weeks. So trying to stay optimistic, trying to stay positive, trying to stay out of survival mode. And I know how important it is for me to protect my mental health when I'm carrying a baby because all of the stuff that I'm feeling, um, they feel, right? So I don't have an answer right now (laughs) except for um, I am trusting the universe and and moving money around and trying to like make it <laughs> make it work for the next couple of months but i was talking i had like the last call with my coach who's been helping me with my book and i was telling her all this cuz i was too jacked up that day <laughs> to work on my book and so i was telling her about all of this and so her question to me was what is blocking you from receiving. And so I've been asking myself that question and I've been meditating and working on being open to receiving from the universe. And she was saying like a lot of times our bank account, our outer circumstances, and I've said this many times in different ways on the podcast, but our outer circumstances reflect back to us what we believe about ourselves and our life. And so I've essentially manifested this and there is a worth piece and there is a, there's, I'm sure a shame piece. There's a, a feeling of, I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy of receiving, of, um, living a life where I can pay all, we can afford to pay all of our bills and we can afford to move and we're not stretched so thin. And um, so I'm not saying that I'm not doing the practical steps. <laughs> Please uh, don't uh, misread all of this. But what I think is important as I go through this and as I kind of shift back and forth from survival mode to thriving is the inner work. And what am I believing How am I blocking abundance? Um, And reminding myself over and over again, I am safe and I am worthy. Yeah, so that's that's it, I think. It's not like a three-step, like how to get out of survival mode, but I wanted to share my process and what I've been going through because I think that those kinds of stories help. Um, So hope you have an amazing eclipse season. Definitely check out Shani Nicholas. There's another eclipse on July 16th. And yeah, so, and I think Mercury is stationing retrograde soon. So anyway, we're in for a treat 
astrologically, and by treat, I mean lots of inner work <laughs> so that we feel safe and worthy and abundant. Um, so much love to you. Namaste. Thank you for listening. I so appreciate your ears. If you like what you heard, there are a couple of ways that you can support this podcast and help build momentum. First, you can share it with a friend. Second, you can leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you're listening through. And third, you can support Throwing Light on Patreon and get cool shit, including a shout out on the podcast. Thank you again. I hope you have an unexpectedly amazing day.